Hello, Jimmy Pengan. Peace, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the song. Sun Yan Zhong, this is Hello, Hello, Xia. We'll resume our series, A New Humanity. Today, the topic is Our topic for today is sin brings division and gospel brings unity. After the Second World War, Germany was divided to East and West Germany. On August 31st in 1961, they built a 167-kilometer wall. This was known as the Berlin Wall. From that point onwards, it separated East and West Germany. Not until 1990, they demolished this Berlin Wall. This reunified both East and West Germany. After the Second World War, Korea was split into North and South Korea. The two sides were separated by the 38th parallel. This was an invisible wall that separated the South and the North Koreans. Until now, there have been no unification. During the World War II, there was a war between the Kuomintang Party and the Communist Party until 1949 Kuomintang escaped to Taiwan therefore the Taiwan Strait has now become a wall that separated both parties to this day in this recent decades, there's a lot of hostilities between China and India. India also has a lot of hostilities with Pakistan to this day. And the hostilities in the States and with China are, are still growing to this day. This is a divided world. Not only between nation and nation, but also between man and his fellow man. In 2019, Hong Kong passed an anti-extradition law amendment bill. And it really put in the society into chaos. Some people were in agreement, some opposed. Not only was the society divided, families and the church was divided. In 2020, there was this incident with George Floyd, I can't breathe. which he said, I can't breathe, which also made some racial tensions between the white and the blacks. Church, this is our world today. This is the, this is the climate of our society and our families. Division. Of course, this is, this is not something new. 
But the solution is through the gospel which opens a new way. Because gospel unifies people. Just like removing the Berlin Wall. It is the one that restores relationships. Jesus said, I am the way. He is the way to heaven. Man and God can be reconciled. And man and man can have a new humanity. Today I would like to discuss two things. The reason for division and the power of unity. The reason for division is sin. And the, reason, and the solution for this reconciliation is the gospel. Therefore, our topic today is sin brings division and the gospel brings unity. Let's look at the first one. That sin brings division. When Paul wrote the book of Romans, there's, there's, a, there's an argument that he presented in the first chapter. He presented that all Gentiles are sinners. Why? Because in Romans chapter 1 verse 20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Gentiles do not see God as God. Therefore, they are sinners. In chapter 2, they say that the Jews were given the law by God. However, Jews are also sinners. Why? Because in chapter 2, verse 13, For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. The Jews have a law, there, but they do not follow it. So they are also sinners. In chapter 3, there is a conclusion. 
in Romans chapter 3 verse 23 for all have sinned both Jews and Gentiles are sinners sin has separated man from his fellow man and man from God Let's look at the first one. Sin separates man from his fellow men. In Ephesians chapter 2, 11. Therefore, remember that you were formerly you who were Gentiles by birth and called the uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done by human hands. The Jews claimed themselves to be the people of God. They looked down upon the Gentiles. They say that the Gentiles are just fuel for the fires of hell. This is according to Jewish regulations. If a Jew would help a gentle woman to give birth, this would be an illegal thing. Because it means that they're just multiplying the fuels for the fires of hell. If a Jew marries a Gentile, the Jews would, would start a funeral service. Because this Jewish person is now considered as good as dead. So there is a physical sign that Jews have to separate themselves. Which represents that they are the people of God. Holy. And holy. And the Gentiles are dirty. And they are dogs. The teachers of the Jewish people are called rabbis and they have a daily prayer. Thanksgiving prayer. And they have a Thanksgiving prayer. And they would think for three things. Number one, he said, I, one, I am not a slave. Number two, Number two thank God I'm not a woman. Number three, and third, thank God I'm not a Gentile. Jews see Gentiles as dogs. But how do the Gentiles view the Jewish people? If you see me as a dog, I too shall see you as a dog. Therefore, there is a division between both parties. And Paul called this the dividing wall of hostility. In today's world, there are many barriers and walls between people, such as, such as gender. It's a battle between men and women. Also, racial discrimination. What type of people you are. I am a Chinese person. You are not a Chinese person. Culture. Or it could be culture. The Eastern culture, the Chinese culture. The power. Are you, are you competent or incompetent? Or maybe social status. Whatever social economic standing that you are in. 
Because of COVID-19. Many Asians were persecuted. And this is a dividing wall. Sin separated man from his fellow man. Sin has already also separated him from God. In verse 12, it describes five situations that Gentiles find themselves in. Let's look at verse 12. Remember that at a time you were separated from Christ, excluded from the citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenant of promise, without hope and without God in the world. It says five things. Without Christ, without the kingdom of God, without the covenant, without hope, and without God. A famous pastor once said, by the name of William Hendrickson, Christ-ness, stay-ness, friends-ness, hope-ness, God-ness. He says these things mentioned five things. Christless, stateless, friendless, hopeless, and godless. This was the unfortunate state we were in before we found God. Thank God. Because in verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. After man sinned and went away from God, we know there is a God, but we do not know who He is. There's a famous pastor by the name of Paul Shen. He used two Chinese characters to describe this verse. It's quite profound. The first character represents garden, and the second character represents far. These characters can can describe this, this theological concept quite well. Let's look at the first character, which means garden. The character is made out of two frames, one, two, two things, which is one, there's a frame, and one is the word yen. The frame represents a garden. How about the other character? The second element is made of many things. It is, it is made of soil, breath, and two humans. So imagine that this character has garden, soil, two people, and and uh, the breath of life. 
If you're familiar with the Bible, you would immediately think of one thing. That God used the dirt to make man. And he breathed into the breath of life into man. And he placed these two people into the Garden of Eden. Now this is what this garden means. So it may represent Eden. So how about the other character? Now, similarly, the other character has the same uh, component, but the other one represents distance. So it's quite amazing. So the two people that were made from the dearth are now walking away from the garden. So sin has separated man from God. So so sin is quite scary. Sin separates man from man and man from God. And the second thing, the good news is that the gospel brings unity. Number one, the gospel solves the problem of man's separation from his fellow man and his separation from God. Since destroyed the relationship of man and God. Also with his fellow man. But the gospel solves this problem. Let's look at chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. What is the fundamental problem of division? Not culture. Not education. Races. Not races. Not education. But spiritual. It is the issue of sin. It is sin that separates man from his fellow man. And the only thing that could solve the problem of sin is the gospel. Because it is through Christ that he has brought us peace. He has made two into one. Now this is how God was able to make Jews and Gentiles into one humanity. By destroying this dividing wall of hostility. This wall does have a historical element into it. Because 
because King Herod built the second temple, he made a very high wall, an outer wall, so that the Gentiles could only look outside of the temple and they could not enter it. So, from that point onwards, Jews and Gentiles were separated. Gentiles could not enter the temple. If they entered the temple, they would be killed. Thank God. Because of the salvation of Christ, they have now become a new humanity. This wall has now been destroyed. Because when Jesus came back on earth, he died on us on the cross. And he took upon the sins of the world on himself. So now we can go fearlessly in the presence of God. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Salvation has been accomplished. When Jesus said this thing, something happened in the temple. The veil that separated the most holy place of the temple was split into two from top to bottom. This is something that could have possibly happened. Why is this? Because the veil is quite huge. It is 60 feet high, 30 feet wide, and 3 inches thick. No one could physically tear the, cur- the veil apart. I have a piece of paper. Quite a thin paper. You can imagine um, tearing the paper apart. So you can do this to a piece of paper. But this was not a piece of paper. It's a curtain. This was a veil. It was 60 feet high, 30 feet wide, and 3 inches thick. Okay, I tell you, even a pair of oxen would not be able to do this. This is impossible. This is impossible. But thank God, it was split open. You know why? Why is this? There's an explanation in Hebrews. In Hebrews 10.20, by a new and living way opened for us to the curtain that is his body. This veil represented the body of Christ. When he died, it's as if that his body was broken like the veil. So we can now go straight to the most holy place. Jesus fulfilled all the requirements of the law. Died for us on the cross. So from that point on, 
that no, neither God nor man can condemn us for our sins ever again. From that day onwards, we can go and approach God directly. Because that dividing wall between man and man and God and man has now been resolved. Number two, is that the gospel created one new humanity out of two groups of people. Let's look at verse 15. His purpose was to create one new humanity in himself out of two, therefore making peace. You see, the, the gospel, there's two aspects to it. The negative aspect is solving the problem of sin. But there's a positive aspect, which is to transform us into one new humanity. This human humanity does not mean that we are one new creation, as one as what was found in Second Corinthians 5:17. This refers instead to a new humanity. What does this mean? The gospel does not need Gentiles to become Jews, nor Jews to become Gentiles. The gospel is to make both Jew and Gentile into one humanity in Christ. In the Greek, there's two words for new. The first is neos, which is newness as to time. We can say, for example, that this bread is fresh. We're not saying that back then there was no bread, but there's no bread today. We're referring to the, the newness of how the bread was baked. It is a fresh bread. The second newness means kainos. It's referring to the nature that back then it did not exist, but now it does. So this new humanity refers to the second definition. This is a new humanity. Is that, that he is now with us? Is that Christ has made us a new humanity? Back then, the, this humanity did not exist. This is now transcended the our, our understanding of what humanity means. Transcends our barriers, our culture, the barriers of culture, of ancestry, of geography, and everything else. Not, uh, not only is there peace among men, but there's now peace with God and with man. And now we have become his messengers of peace. 
嗰张贺言，将啲嘅和平嘅信息传到特所在嘅人。Bring this gospel to all the people around us。呢就是二节十七节嘅意思。This is what this passage means。而讲并且嚟传和平嘅福音，及啲行嘅人，及困住嘅人。That he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near。所以教会。So church。教会唔应该互抽。There should not be walls within the church。什么信？你感觉我比别人较好，即系潮佢出嚟咯。The moment you feel that you're better than someone else, this wall reappears. 教会又唔应该迁就哥林多嘅教会。Neither should the church be like the Corinthian church. 我是属保罗嘅。I follow Paul. 我是属彼得嘅。Or I follow Peter. 我是属阿波罗嘅。I follow Apollos. 我是属基督嘅。I belong to Christ. 哎呀，结果教会出嚟啦，迁就迁就迁就嘅潮咯。This would create many walls within the church. 嗰一摆将人分开起来。And it would separate us. Once again, so may God help us. Hope is already in the hearts of the people. The gospel has already made us a new humanity. Third, second, third, 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 Uh, verses 20 to 22. He says, Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone, in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. 你也可以尝试被建造在做上帝借读圣灵所建建起的所在。And in Him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. 你在福音荷兰在做一个新的人种。We already know that the gospel makes us into a new humanity. 福音荷兰在做上帝过来的人。That we are now the members of His family. 所以咱成做主内兄弟姊妹。So we are now brothers and sisters. 即系讲，咱嗰个查追，即个新人，嗰个查追，圣灵所起嘅圣所。And this also becomes a temple where the Holy Spirit dwells. 上帝起喺咱嘅中间。God dwells amongst us. 你知啊，上帝喺咱嘅中间，喺圣经里面就真重要嘅主队。And God's dwelling upon with man is a very important thing found in the Bible. 对创世纪到启示录。In Genesis until the Revelations. 咱就讲到上帝及咱同在嘅真理。We have talked about God's presence with human beings。创世纪神嘅创造人将人放伫伊甸园嘅里面。In Genesis, God created the Garden of Eden and placed man in there。上帝常常到伊甸园及人撒甲做一嘅。And God often visited the garden to be with man。但因为人犯了罪。But because of sin。结果人失了失失了失去了伊甸园。And he has left Eden。And he has lost his presence with God. But God would not forsake us. So he continues to push through with his salvation plan. He still desires to be with man. Out of Egypt, God chose Moses to bring the people out of Egypt. In the wilderness, he told Moses to build the tabernacle. Why? And let's look at Exodus 25.8. 
then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. God wants to live among mankind. And God wants to live with man. Later on, Solomon built a temple which replaced the tabernacle. And God was now there dwelling in Jerusalem. But unfortunately, because of sin, God gradually left his presence. We can find this in Ezekiel 8 to 11. We don't have time to read the passage. But if you read Ezekiel 8 to 11, we can see that God's presence slowly left the temple. I'll show you this four steps. In the Old Testament, the glory of God was in the ark. In the Holy of Holies. But after, uh, Ezekiel saw something. That from the sanctuary it rose to the threshold of the temple. And afterwards, from the temp from the threshold it now went out and stopped at the east gate of the temple. And the last, and from that point onwards, from the city, it stopped at the city's mountain or the Mount, Mount of Olives. And finally, it disappeared. Slowly and surely, God left his people of Israel. Why? Because of sin. Because of sin, God has separated himself from man, and man has separated himself from God. Thank God. Because God has not forsaken us. In the New Testament, God, uh, gave, God the glory of God returned. How do we know? Because that night, in Luke chapter 2 verse 14 the glory of God has returned because there were angels singing in heaven what were they singing? that the glory of God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom, on whom his favor rests. God's glory has returned to this place of Jerusalem. Thank God. Because God's presence is now with man once again. But if we want the fullness of the presence of God, we have to still wait for new heaven and new earth. You can find this in Revelation 21 21.3. Look, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. 
and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and they will be the they will be their God. Church right now. The church is a temple where the Holy Spirit dwells. When people enter our church, we should let them experience that God is with us. This is a place where God dwells with us. Because He is with us. Church, think about this. What makes the church different from the world? If church only has its people, its money, its building, what is is difference from other organizations? Many churches have very good music. And they were hired the best musicians. And they, would, and they would have very good equipment. Of course, we're not against these things. Because God deserves the best of all things. However, if we stopped here, what is the difference with the entertainment of the world? Keep the main thing, the main thing. Let's not forget to keep the main thing, the main thing. Let me ask you, what is the church's main thing? It is God with us. It's God's presence is our main thing. If people in the church and they experience our God, this is a good church. If people in the church do not experience God, do not see God, no matter how Beautiful their music is. No matter how advanced our technology is, it would be a failure of a church. Because man could not experience God here. The problem is, how can people see God? Through our changed lives. transformation our transformation is our best best formula, our best solution. Many years ago, whenever a church would, un- would celebrate its anniversary, I would tell my co-workers, we should arrange people to give a testimony. What testimony? It should be the testimony about their transformed lives. Because this is the ultimate goal of our discipleship. CBCB a disciple making church. We are a discipleship making disciple making church. What is our ultimate goal? Christ likeness. Which is to be Christ-like. If our lives are not like Christ, then we have failed our, our objective. If people who are in the church, and they will see people will change lives, then it will be a successful church. They will say that God is truly with you. 
There's a very famous verse in Acts. Can be found in Acts chapter 4, verses 12 to 13. This is talking about uh, salvation. The, the, the Jewish people stopped them to preach the oh, gospel. Okay, sorry, this is Jewish people being stopping people, the disciples to preach about Jesus. You're not, you're no longer allowed to talk about Jesus. Then what, what access? Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Then how did the Jewish people reply? When they saw the courage of Peter and John and they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. I like the last statement. Can others see they saw that they have been with Jesus? Because their lives were changed. They were very brave. There's people, they were with Jesus. People who follow Christ are Christians. Christian is just a little Christ. Christ. Christians mean little Christ. We are those who follow Christ. People, people see us, they know that we are the ones who follow Christ. May God help us. When people see us, may they know that we are the ones who follow Christ. That our lives have been transformed with God. May God bless you. May God help you. Toda 好,我將這個我會接臨高好人,好,我將這個我會接臨高好人,好,我將這個我會接臨高好人,好,我將這個我會接臨高好人,好,我將這個我會接臨高好人,好,我將這個我會接臨高好人,好,我將這個我會接
。这段圣经可能是其中一个真刚哥解释的圣经，讲到 the mystery of gospel， 福音的奥妙。所以你有时间可以多去读看麦第三章一到第十三节 ，the mystery of the gospel。下礼拜过来三度，主教你同在，加 best。